You're tuned in to another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Ware, for today, Tuesday, August 15th. And we're just 11 days, count them, 11 days away from the beginning of the HBCU football season as Edward Waters is going to kick it off. Also kicking it off 11 days from now on Saturday is a matchup between Texas Southern and and Florida A&M in Tallahassee. So, I mean, we started this thing on June 19th, and now it's already August the 15th, meaning we're 11 days away from the beginning of the HBCU football season. And uh, we're going to stay with the SIAC on today. And as a matter of fact, um, we're going to stay in the West and taking a look at Albany State. Of course, we took a look at Fort Valley State on yesterday and that is a great rivalry we talked about it a little bit on yesterday with that being uh, the rivalry game between the two teams being the fountain city classic and you know I, i had a chance to talk with eric Tabor, who knows the siac like no other if you've listened to from the press box to press row you know eric Tabor. anytime we want to talk siac generally we go to him because he knows so much and as a matter of fact he's also there in albany by the way but he knows so much about all the teams in the siac and i had a chance to talk with him so i'm going to tell you some of the thoughts um, that he shared with me as it relates to albany state a little bit later on first things first um with albany state they made a coaching change uh bringing in gabe gardena in April, and so, um, you know, at least he was announced as the coach in April, so not much. Re- I mean, he has a little bit of a chance to to recruit, but in terms of uh, recruiting, recruiting at that point in terms of uh, guys being able to sign had already uh, been happening that first Wednesday in February, which, as a matter of fact, I think was on February the 1st. And, and you know, it's interesting because Mike White, for all those years, was the head football coach um, of Albany State. Now he's going into his third season as the head football coach at Benedict and had some success at Benedict on last year. So I, I'm looking forward to um, when we're going to have a chance to talk about the Benedict Tigers. But, you know, Land had been the head coach the previous couple of years. And so now essentially you're looking at um, a, a whole new philosophy when it comes to Albany State football. It's going to be a whole new philosophy for those that hadn't heard. You had a, a merger. I don't know all of the, the details with respect to the merger, but Albany State and another, I think it may have been a two-year institution merged into into one institution. So it's going to be a lot, you know, it's a lot more uh, alumni and just an interesting dynamic there. So I guess with that came a change in leadership at the football position. And with that change, again, Land is out. Dan Land is out. Um, Gabe Gardena is in. So now you're going to have a whole new philosophy, at least with uh, with Dan Land. You knew kind of what you were going to get because uh, he was part of Mike um, White's staff for so many years. And it was an Albany State, State team that finished 5-4 and four on last year. I think all they had to do was beat Fort Valley State, and they would have ended up in the SIAC championship game. Didn't get it done, so Land is out. 
and Gardena is in. So that now means a new offensive coordinator in Newland Isaac, a new defensive coordinator in Corey Peoples. As a matter of fact, um, Gabe Gardena was at Charleston Southern, and he brought a lot of his staff from Charleston Southern to Albany State. So now you're looking at a whole new situation with respect to Albany State. I mean, listen, Grover Stewart, the defensive lineman, absolutely phenomenal. He is gone. No more Grover Stewart. He was drafted, of course, in the fourth round of this past year's, or, or, or I should say April's NFL or April or May's NFL draft. And so it's going to mean implementing a whole new system, both offensively and defensively, which means Albany State could struggle. And, and you know, with that being said, I mean, I want to start here. Um, you know, you, when you're talking about this upcoming season and, and again, having a chance to talk with Eric Tabor, he indicated that um, by some research he did and looking at some of the uh, uh, the the polls with respect to strengths of schedule and where teams are ranked, he projects that Albany State is going to have that could have the toughest schedule, one of the toughest schedules in Division Two. I mean, they open the season fortunately for them at home against Valdosta State. Then the next week, it's that classic in Phoenix City, Alabama, um, where they take on Tuskegee, then North Greenville, who was a playoff team last year, then West Georgia on the road, who has now become a, a power in Division Two, and then Miles, who has become a power in the SIAC. So you got your first five games are very, very tough. Two at home, two on the road, one is a neutral site game. So a uh, bit of an uphill climb from a from a off a a scheduling perspective for Albany State. Then, uh, you know, they had a quarterback in the system in Charles Stafford. He was projected to be the starter. He went through spring um, for whatever reason. He, you know, wanted his release from the university. It, 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 it hasn't been pretty because the university uh, put some stipulations on his release. He couldn't. The team, whatever team he signed with, it couldn't be a team that was in the SIC. It couldn't be a team that was on this year's schedule. So there's going to be uh, obviously a new quarterback that hadn't been really part uh, of uh, maybe the past with Albany State. And Stafford had been trying to get right for a couple of years. So three quarterbacks are starting or are competing for the position. But there's going to be a whole new offense, a lot of motion. Uh, Michael Green was a leading receiver for Albany State, going to play a lot in motion, which means he's going to, you know, may get a lot of carries in this system. Um, one of their guys that was a leading receiver, Quadre Simmons, has been dealt with some injuries, uh, was dealing with some injuries on this year. From a defensive side of the football, and this is where Albany State has hung its hat all the years under Mike White and then even under Land from a defensive perspective. The aforementioned Grover Stewart was a, a draft pick. Um, you know, Nick Scott, Going to move to the linebacker position. Nick Scott is a really good player. Going to move from maybe that safety position to the linebacker position. And then also um, Shingleton, who played a lot of linebacker, um, also going to be a guy uh, that's going to be on the move. You may see him uh, at the defensive end position as well. Um, and uh, uh, Zavondrick Shingleton, as a matter of fact. 
And then um, they have a meaning Albany State, at least from a, an all-star perspective, making the SIC all-preseason team. Shingleton made it. Scott made it. And then making the first team was Tedrick Cofield, who was an offensive lineman. And, uh, you know, Albany State was, was pretty solid from an offensive perspective last year. But, again, that was last year. It's a whole new perspective philosophy on both the offensive and defensive sides of the football. So, you know, I'm, I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Albany State this year. I mean, this is a perennial power in the SIAC. Of course, Fort Valley State was able to get it done on last year, but generally it was, you know, even though Albany State is in this uh, in, 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 since 2010 or 2011 with the implementation of the SIAC championship game, Albany State has generally been there. Uh, they won one. But it was this year that not only weren't they there, uh, Fort Valley State replaced them, and Fort Valley State ended up winning the championship. So that's a look at Albany State on tomorrow. We're going to take a look at another perennial power in Tuskegee who again made the national playoffs, the Division II national playoffs in 2016. Again, log on to our website, BoxToRow.com. BoxToRow.com, if you've missed any of our podcasts, you can Download them or listen to them online at BoxToRow.com. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, and I'll talk with you tomorrow as we take a look at Tuskegee. Two cups, toast out with the game, from full stop.